नमस्ते द मदर वॉज वंस डिस्क्राइबिंग अबाउट ए साइक्लोन नाउ वी हैड वन हिटिंग द वेस्टर्न कोस्ट एंड वी हैव अनदर विच इज कमिंग टूवर्ड द ईस्टर्न कोस्ट सो सी गिव्स द एग्जाम्पल ऑफ द साइक्लोन एंड सेज देर आर फोर वेज ऑफ डीलिंग विद द साइक्लोन एंड देन शी टर्न्स इट टू द एनालॉजी ह्यूमन एनालॉजी so the first is where you are completely submerged under the cyclone that means we are so completely under the nature like what we are talking about the vibrations we are so completely submerged with it that we are just a slave the cyclone comes and wherever it carries us we are carried by that or we are destroyed broken so this is one kind of humanity and uh, if we take the relation of soul with nature it described beautifully in shobindo's uh, play vasavdatta so that's where you see the purusha and prakriti relation so first the soul he says i am like your slave oh princess i am your slave <laughs> he is himself a prince then slowly and toward the end he becomes the master so these are the three poises of the soul and nature so first is when it is completely at the mercy of prakriti dark prakriti ignorant prakriti prakriti is all shades second poise is where you are not submerged with you the cyclone is passing through but you are a witness you can stand apart cyclone is still there it's moving on the surface but there is inside you something which is able to witness it so there are two kinds of people one when they are caught in the vibration they are completely driven by it and the second while on the surface there is the storm something on the surface still if you just observe the surface you will feel oh the person is behaving like anyone else but deep inside there is that poise so you will often see this in the case of many of these rishis so suddenly he will give a curse so, so then you say you have given a curse what do i do see now curse to vyarth nahi jayega lekin acha main upay bata deta hu so because you know they have that witness self so suddenly they come out you know the famous curse of parshuram to karna and many other so they have told then he says what do i do next durvasha is known for that he would curse then when you say ki sir you have you know okay 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 i'll tell you something you know <laughs> there is a way out so that's where you are a witness so there is something happening but you are able to stand apart from the cyclone many people are in that state in yoga and you can't differentiate it from the outside uh, with those who are just um, helplessly submerged in the storm except that those who have become a witness in them the intensity and the duration will be much less it will come touch you for a while they'll be quiver and it'll pass away inside you are unmoved and because you are unmoved inside you don't get so affected momentary anger momentary impulse then you are able to detach the third stage is where you are master of the cyclone so that is where you are the yogi so they you see the cyclone coming and you can even turn it away mother speaks about teo her own occultism person he said actually he could divert the lightning and she said i saw it myself that the lightning is diverted mother and shobindo so many examples of that kind now that is about physical matter physical elemental uh, matter is far more difficult because the forces that act b- behind the cyclone are rudra forces they are very powerful you can't just you know go and you'll be you'll get a bad punch on your face that's all so but if you are a master so what is the process of mastering even the outer element if you master a corresponding force inside you can master a corresponding force in nature who tames rudra shiva 
He's come out of him and he is the one who can tame him. So if you are able to master certain forces within you, you can master it outside. So if you have mastered anger within you, to an extent you can automatically master it in around you. But first one must master it inside. That means one doesn't get angry. It doesn't mean that one doesn't feel bad. One feels that brewing up but you are able to master it. You have not transformed it. Transformation is very different. So you are a master. And every time in a school setting when, uh, you know, uh, teachers will go and complain that children are very naughty and very this thing, the mother said, so you would tell them that, but it's because you have not mastered your nature. She would not blame the student. You have not mastered your nature. So this is the third step where you're a master. So when mother describes these stages, then she says, there is a fourth stage also. Then the disciple says, what is it, mother? No, no, I won't tell you now. <laughs> it's not for now, it's much later. No, no, mother, please tell me what is that stage. So when the disciple literally pleads, says, the four stages where you consciously enter the storm. That is a real master. So you have conquered it within. Now you have to conquer it as a representative of humanity or if you are an Ishwar Koti, then you enter into somebody's consciousness, naturally you will be affected. But you are going to do that kind of radical surgery. Mother and Shurabindo, of course, so many times she would say, I identify with you in the mother. That's why Shurabindo says that, you know, the mother is uh, not all above. She has veiled herself and entered into this. So that is the highest stage, but she says only somebody who has arrived at a union with the divine can do it. So it's like with a disclaimer. So these are the four stages of this mastering the cyclone. So Shurabindo is the master of masters. So who is the Raj Rajeshwar? Yogi Yogeshwar. Yogi Yogeshwar is somebody who is the who is doing something which even the yogis cannot do. So yogis have learned to master nature and free themselves from the grip of nature. That's a yogi. Then at another level, yogi is somebody who unites with the divine essence, either within or above. That's a yogi. What happens to his nature? Everybody would say nature will continue with its old momentum. Things will come and pass away. That's what is called as the paraman stage. Where things will come and go away. You are not affected, you are not bothered. At the same time, you observe a certain safe distance. As Sri Ramakrishna would say, Kamani Kanchan, Dure Rao. Why? Because you may get affected. So, you know, it is said that even if you place a, placed a little coin below Sri Ramakrishna Paramansa's bed, and he is a great, great yogi, he was very uncomfortable whole night. Because, you know, he could sense that money, Kamini. So, why? Because, again, money, handling of forces. So, he was so, he was so sensitive to it. When a bullock cart was, bullock was being beaten, he started having whiplashes on his body. Because you enter into cosmic consciousness. But, these forces, they let them pass. When mother was told about this, she said, yes, yes, I know all of them. She took the names. I don't want to take the names. Mother can take. I know all of them. They say nature cannot be changed. But I tell you, we are not here to do that. Nature can be changed. She says, that's the whole yoga. So how nature can be changed? When the divine enters into the night. There is no other way. No yogi can do it. Only the divine enters into the depths of his creation. This is the original sacrifice of the divine. Divine mother plunged herself into the creation to save it. And now she has plunged again into creation's darkness and in all of us who are open to not only save it, to redeem it and transform it. 
So this is the poem which uh, many places it is uh, God's labor is one of them where Shurabindu speaks of I have entered into I have dug deep and you know I have been digging deep and long in a horror of filth and mire a bed for the golden river song a home for the deathless fire that I have been entering into the mire of earth nature why because I have to prepare the um, mire for the lotus to bloom now this same bhava is there in very beautifully in this little poem the pilgrim of the night it's a sonnet and um, normally we speak about pilgrimage is always to the light so why pilgrim of the night because there is even in the night there is the concealed godhead mother describes this um, experience when she entered into the inconscient and there is the first avatar she calls him the first avatar he is sleeping there and out of him creation is emerging not knowing what is happening shubhendra describes that in savitri also and then when she goes he opens his eyes she doesn't uh, explain any further but so obvious that she joined the two poles he opened the eyes and gaze met gaze <laughs> so here this is the poem shubhendra has gone through the same experience at one point in 40 that was the reason for his physical withdrawal people often i mean it's such a foolish ignorance that sure been the left his body are for us to start with because we were so unresponsive unreceptive so he plunged he didn't blame us he plunged into the inconscient he blamed the inconscient so he he didn't blame humanity who was full of doubts full of disbelief he said doubts disbelief are coming from there so he plunged into that night to set things right there and that was his final act of sacrifice where he went into the night and with him went the trail of light you imagine the whole light went along with him right to the other end that's how the first time the supermind descended into matter is 5th december 1950 that is the day of supramental descent not 29th february 1956 that is called supramental manifestation the mother has clarified this so when he goes into the night what happens the pilgrim of the night i made an assignation with the night in the abyss was fixed our rendezvous in my breast carrying god's deathless light i came her dark and dangerous heart to woo so in just as we write in our diary appointment appointment so in in the divine's diary i have an appointment today with whom with night where will we meet in her place why i want to marry her you see it's very interesting in mother shirvinder's story is <laughs> there was a time it there in nonlidas uh, collected work so now we can talk about it so somebody went and met shirbindo and shirbindo gave him 45 minutes and then he went out started collecting money and people would collect money and give money oh he is close to shirbindo so when they came to know he is just siphoning it off so they said what to do because we heard that you know you give him so much time he said if you start doing that you know how much time the person is near me then you will be completely misled and he said something very interesting some of the greatest asuras i have kept near myself and then he says something st- still uh, uh, <laughs> the greater the disciple the greater the asura who has been kept near 
Why? Because they have to be transformed out of compassion. They are the fallen angels, Purva Deva of the Vedas. So, you know, all this idea, oh, somebody is so close. We don't know to start with. <laughs> now, don't generalize. But then when this was published, <laughs> Nalida said that, you know, Shurabindo, in his private correspondence, revealed to me, the greater the disciple, the greater the asura. So, so Kishore Gandhi tells him, sir, if you publish this, nobody will give, you know, any penny to us. <laughs> well, there is part of Nalida's works. I don't know whether they have, I think they have not republished anything for a long time. But it is true. How to recognize? The recognition is again the hallmark is ego versus surrender. A person may be very close and always being near to Mother and Shubindu, yet may have a strong ego and somebody who is full of surrender. Now, surrender, humility, these are the signs of the Deva type. Arrogance, ego, you know, I am so close to the Mother, you know, 40 years I haven't gone out of the ashram, these are all hallmarks of the that nature. Suppressing, dominating, controlling, everybody must listen according to me. So, or rigidity or mechanization of life, propaganda, these are the uh, hallmarks of the Asura. But that's a different thing. But Sri he is full of compassion, Karuname. So, the, after Shiva, the first God, Shiva calls Asura and Deva all near him. And the gods are not happy to see the Asuras. And the Asuras are very happy. See, we have a chance. <laughs> So, Shubhindo is also the modern Shiva. You see, Shubhindo has both Krishna and Shiva in him. As Krishna, he carries the march of evolution forward. But Krishna is not fond of Asuradha. <laughs> Krishna keeps them staying there. <laughs> he will bewitch the Asura with his smile. But he will slay him also without. But Shiva will say, you, you get your chance, see if you can, Somnadeshwar, put milk and go to heaven. He would do like that. So, Shivabindu is like that. Shivatvi and Shivabindu, very few people, you know, look at that side. Like Shiva, okay, let him come. Come near me. Mother, that, that girl, that Muslim girl whose name was given as Chinmai, she was a hostile being. She wanted to throw mother. And yet, so somebody said, why are you keeping her near? If she goes out, there will be havoc. There are people like that. Once there was a person who was rushing up the stairs to literally, you know, hold mother like that. And you know, such beings were there. And the mother just put her hand. You have seen that movie, 36 Chambers of Shevlin? Actually, this is Vidya. She just put her hand like this. He tumbled down and fell down. There was nothing. She didn't touch. He couldn't come near. He just stumbled down and fell down. So these are the real, you know, so there are all kinds of beings the divine calls. So it's written in his diary that I made an assignation. In Sri Krishna's life, there is one story like that. You know, out of the seven or eight wives of Sri Krishna, one of them, have you heard of the name Shabya? Shabya is um, also regarded as the daughter of Jambavati, some people say Jambwan, but I may be mixed up. But Shabya is one of those, she is very crude woman. Shri Krishna marries him, marries her. And this girl has murderous instincts. She wants to kill Shri Krishna. <laughs> it's very beautiful, described in K. Munshi's Krishna Avatar. So at night, you know, she wants to take a dagger and thrust into his heart. He is full of love, but you know, assignation with the night. So this is one of the works of the Avatar. He descends into night. That's the uh, deeper reason why uh, Mata Janki goes to Ravana. I made an assignation with the night. She could have finished Ravana. If she was in her own original Sarup, then Ravana would have come near her and got uh, burnt away. 
बट शी वेल्स हर सेल्फ गोज विद इम दैट ओके मे बी आफ्टर ऑल ही लव्स मी वेरी क्रूडली दो मे बी ई विल चेंज दैट्स हाउ शी मैरिड दिस अदर पर्सन होम शी वॉन्टेड टू चेंज सो दिस इज अ डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ अ प्रोसेस दैट द डिवाइन अवतार आई मेड एन एसिग्नेशन विद द नाइट इन दिस वॉज फिक्सड अवर ऑन द वो इन माई ब्रेस्ट कैरिंग गॉड्स डेथलेस लाइट बिकॉज द नाइट विल नॉट कम इट शील वैनिश so he is hiding the light inside and going as a human being see asuras cannot recognize the divine so he is going there like in my breast otherwise seeing the light the asura will run away or that's why even in savitri till the end the divine mother doesn't reveal somebody would say that she could have immediately received no she is transforming the death step by step when does she reveal him when at the end he says knowledge is with the truth speak signs through thy eyes but do you have the power if indeed the world mother is with thee show her to me that i may also hold her feet and worship then shobindra describes then savitri said nothing the incarnation thrust aside the veil and there is a moment of apocalypse in which the whole universe death seizes her and it licks up his brain licks up the thought and he is annihilated so that's because this is a process she doesn't straight away reveal savitri could have just said hey death wait <laughs> don't leave satyavani here <laughs> don't you know who i am no rama could have gone and straight away put the arrow and finished but no so there is a process so he goes to meet in the den just like rama going all the way to <laughs> lanka <laughs> so what happens then let us read that he has come to who her dangerous heart i left the glory of the illumined mind and the calm rapture of the divine soul you can't because you have to leave that part and travel through a vastness dim and blind to the gray shore where her ignorant waters roll so you have to leave this behind and enter into this dungeon it is there inside of course but otherwise you can't enter into that abyss that whole power that is within the abyss itself will refuse and it won't go so he covers it up and then goes inside that's why when we see rama in lanka many people don't understand how rama could be tied up with nagpash both rama and lakshmana you see it's also said in our scriptures very beautifully and shobindra testifies it's true even the gita mentions night is the time when the hostile forces are very active and day is the time when the divine forces are more active that's why you know sleeping at night all kinds of thoughts coming no and then morning you wake up oh it's uh, something very nice there is the birds chirping and <laughs> the sun <laughs> so he goes into the den of night it's very different so when he goes there at night he is attacked by the nagpash he has to leave behind all these powers though they are there inside him ultimately they'll come out but when he reaches there this is how he reaches i walk by the chill wave through the dull slime your powers are tested to the ultimate you see in the story of creation in rigveda mandala 10 where it is about the you know divine mother entering into the inconscient and gods are asked to go the gods say we can't even see what is behind below how will we go there all of them refuse so according to one story agni goes according to another they pray to the divine mother and the gods can't go there it's such a place so all these powers 
they tend to that's why you see vritrasur how vritrasur is killed it's very interesting story none of the gods can succeed against him it has to be born by the union of shiva and parvati so we know that part of the story now what is so special about kartike that he is able to travel where none of the gods can do it you see kartike's birth shiva when he goes to meet parvati after the marriage he says you know if we have to have a child none of these powers because he is entering now in the darkest domain so he he starts you know uh, there is a word term used in uh, in sanskrit literature he is dressed one by one and last he tells chandrama you also can't come there it's a union between me and parvati it's of course a tantric truth so he keeps chandrama also outside and at the end he enters naisargik avastha that is the word naisargik where there is nothing you are uncovered completely because you can't enter into the darkness without that it doesn't allow you these powers and forces will themselves hold you back so he goes there and in that darkness where the grey shore where her ignorant waters roll i walk by the chill wave through the dull slime and still that very journeying knows no end why because it's the shadow of the infinite so shubhendra says the more you probe it becomes more and more fathomless never try to understand a dark mystery it's like the dark web no people start acha i have heard about let me see you go into it it's a net which will suck you inside it's infinite only the divine grace can rescue because it's the shadow of the infinite so it is that powerful so he says that it is it knows no end lost is the lustrous godhead beyond time there comes no voice of the celestial friend so it's a stage in yoga even certain individuals will experience it that in the beginning so often i have used this terminology with that in this yoga there are different stages the womb stage when you don't know but mother is feeding you lovely beautiful then you have the comb stage when your baby and mother takes you know comb and all that <laughs> then there is the bomb stage when suddenly there is an explosion then you enter into nature and you see my god that psychic thing is all behind it's always there it can never be lost but you enter into the gusty fields of nature where there is the war which is waging on bachcha bada ho gaya chalo mahabharat mein there is the mahabharat ha so sri krishna's life in vrindavan is very different from braj bala and you know all that most people don't want to see the kurukshetra have you ever seen a temple of krishna with arjuna everywhere it is krishna radha that's convenient it's so nice to do garba ras very difficult to take the bow and arrow and stand and face the enemy so shri krishna with that <laughs> but you see very many people don't even know about you know uh, what that form is it's very surprising i think there is one temple where you have krishna and arjuna but radha krishna plenty why it is so isn't it the same krishna now krishna that godhead who imminent divine the psychic growing beautifully with all the beautiful energies and when he has grown up then you enter into the mahabharat <laughs> so then 
that celestial friend, everything is veil. Veil because you are there. It's always there. It can never go away. But the further you go, the more it appears like veil and you have to keep calling mother, mother, mother. This is not something to be done consciously. I mean in the sense that, oh, let me go because somewhere we have read. It's to be done by the divine. It's the divine doing it. And if he sends his, uh, somebody with him, like Arjuna, he send, goes with Arjuna in the darkest darkness, Yamalok. So that's a different thing altogether. But it's not something to be done. Oh, Sri Aurobindo has said entering into darkness, so now I am also doing yoga in the darkness. No, it doesn't work like that. So it is, it is only the Lord who has entered there. And what happens there? There comes no voice of the celestial friend. Who is the celestial friend? His own Godhead, the divine. And yet, and yet I know my footprints track shall be a pathway towards immortality. Why he was descending into it? To carry the light all the way, to build his tracks. When people come, they will have to walk this way. So when they walk this, because you have to enter into these fields at some point of time, the yoga enters into these fields. First the yoga touches the beautiful parts. So your mind are wonderful glimpses or the heart is touched, was lovely, what a devotion. Then it enters into the vital parts. There also no problem, work for the divine, purifier. So all ambition, lust turns into divine work. Then it enters into the physical, the bastion of resistance. That's when the physical and the subconscious, you feel dull, you feel helpless. You feel, oh, it's not worth it. You feel that, you know, Hogani, Hote Parvena. Korte Parvena, Hovena. That time you have to say, Have, Have, Have. There is a reply like Shurvindo. You have to tell, Have, Have, Have. It will, it will, it will. Why? Because the Lord has walked this way, He is there. And you have to keep calling Ma, Ma, Ma. So that is the process. So because He has made the tracks, humanity can walk that way. The transformation of the subconscious and the inconscient. They have done it for the world. We have our chinna, little subconscious and little inconscient. We all have our share of little darkness. No, Mother says at one place, do not walk among the holies. Do not try to behave like a holy person. Accept your share of the undivine. She says that. But what to do? She says, offer it to the light. Not that share of the undivine means now. In, in Christianity it is called as uh, sharing the cross. Bearing the cross of Christ. So when we are in world, we have to share some burden of the world. And that burden is shared by all who have this impulse. Sabitri says, no, he would raise... He who would save the world must bear its pain. The great who came to following this grandiose surge, they had to go under the yoke. You, you have no way. But Shurvinda and the mother have gone and created the passage through which the golden waters roll. That's how he describes in God's labor that a little more and the new life store, they are open. And then he sees that the radiant children of paradise down a stairways end, clarioning darknesses end. So this poem, The Pilgrim of the Night, this is a unique aspect of this yoga. 
I made an assignation with the night. In the abyss was fixed our rendezvous. In my breast carrying God's deathless light, I came her dark and dangerous heart to woo. I left the glory of the illumined mind and the calm rapture of the divinized soul and traveled through a vastness dim and blind to the grey shore where her ignorant waters roll. I walk by the chill wave through the dull slime and still that weary journeying knows no end. Lost is the lustrous Godhead beyond time. There comes no voice of the celestial friend. This darkness ordinarily is covered up by the facade of civilization. I think the other day I had posted that, that why things seem to become aggravated here. She says, because in outer life you have all these facades. You must talk nicely. Why? Because you lose your job. As simple as that. But here all those other motives are taken away. So what you are deep inside, all these layers, they come out in the front. Why? Because they have to be purified and transformed. So it looks as if these difficulties have become increased, but no, they have come into the open, whereas in outside world they remain hidden inside. Nobody gets to know about them. Why? Because the outside world is a cover of falsehood. So all the falsehood deceit remains hidden. Here you can't. It will come out whether you like it or not, especially when there is the action of truth. You have to face it. You have to go through it. Why? Because they have done this job. They have descended into the night. So therefore, truth is even operative there. And yet I know my footprints track shall be a pathway towards immortality. Namaste.